you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. are going for two for the win. Double pass for Barkley. In for the two-point conversion. Dable in his coaching debut has beaten the Titans. Saquon takes the snap. Saquon bounces outside. Barkley's in for the touchdown. The Giants have come to London and rang the bell of the Green Bay Packers. Scrambles to his right. Throws down midfield. It's intercepted. Barkley leaps for the end zone. Touchdown Giants. And the Giants have the lead with 143 to go. Under pressure. Hit by Thibodeau. Ball comes loose. And finally recovered, the Giants have improved to 5-1. and one. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City, and let's talk about that team down the street from us. It's uh, Friday at the end of March. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Chase McCourty, and Sean O'Hara filling in for Peter Schrager, who will return to us on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Sean, we brought you in specifically. This there is we where go. we want to let you cook, all right? You ready, man? Yeah. Y'all warmed going up? Ultimate warrior here. It's going to be a yeah. heavy lift. Let's all right, do it. time for the lead block. Lead block. All right, Brian Dable earned himself Coach of the Year honors in 2022, and along the way, even had his team get a playoff win in Minnesota. Coach Dable made plenty of fans in New York City with cigars and his greeting of fans, but one of them specifically is Giants owner John Mara. We kid him. I mean, right now he's Bono walking around yeah. uh, New York City. But I've told him, I said, in this business, it doesn't take long to go from Bono to Bozo. <laughs> so, so don't don't get your head uh, too big right now. But no, he he has been great, and uh, I mean, he goes to, to he likes to go to Ranger games at the Garden, and they put his picture up there, and he gets these standing ovations week after week. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it's a pretty cool thing cool. to see. 
Mm. Only a very specific amount of people in the country can say go from Bono to Bozo. Don't <laughs> let your head get too big and you can own an NFL team and say that. Uh, Mr. Mara having a little fun on a Friday and allowing Sean O'Hara to talk about his New York Giants and how they've secured Daniel Jones in the quarterback situation. They put the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. But how do they move forward in a positive direction next season now that they know what they've committed to? Yeah, it's a great question, Jamie. I love that you talked about and don't get a big head. I think Kyle was breaking down Mr. how Martin, big that I... head was and how red it was, yeah, too. It was so it's correct. easy to happen in New York City. And John Mara talked about Bono. I think the reason why he's going you two here is because for Giants, it was Sunday, bloody Sunday mm. for far too long. Mm -hmm. And so now, look, all of a sudden, not it's not just progress. They are in the playoffs. Yeah, John Mara's ecstatic. All right, what's the next step? That next giant leap. Look, you got DJ, you got Saquon, you added Darren Waller. The offense is looking good, all right? We've got some weapons on the outside. You've got to take care of that quarterback. John Mayer was on record also saying we've done enough things to mess this kid up when talking about Daniel Jones. They've got to fix the offensive line in the interior. They've got their two tackles, but the draft, there's still time in free agency. But when you look at what happened in the division, look, everybody right now in the NFC East is trying to beat the Birds. How do we beat Philly? Well, you got to block them. You have to block them and... That, that goes the same thing with the Cowboys, too. Look at all these sacks. Micah Parsons all over the place. When they played Philly, like Daniel Jones was sacked on the third play of the game four times, I think, in the first half. That can't happen. This is, this is where they've got to make the giant leap. And you can't ask Daniel Jones to sit back there and get sacked 44 times, fifth most in the league. He was the most sacked quarterback in this division. And then you think about the playoff games. You know, he got sacked eight times in two playoff games. That can't happen. This is what they have to clean up if they want to make that giant leap forward. Yeah, I love it. And... You look at the Giants and you're talking about the offensive line and you can get into the specifics. I think for them as an organization, you bring Brian Dable in last year and there are no expectations for the team. It's just, all right, we got to kind of restart. Joe Shane has to get rid of some contracts, figure out how to get some talent on the roster. And then next thing you know, they have a good year. They go into the playoffs. They win a game in Minnesota to advance to the divisional round. So now coming into this year, there are expectations for the Giants. Philly has lost some guys. The Cowboys have been the Cowboys the last few years. People are looking at the Giants bringing over Darren Waller to be a number one target for Daniel Jones is just like, hey, this team has the potential to win the division. Mm. So for the Giants, is managing the success you had last year, being able to build on it. It's not just going to happen just because Dable's in year two and Joe Shane is in year two that, all right, now we're just going to take this giant leap. Now it's a matter of putting the work in, figuring out how do we improve as a team. We've signed a lot of guys on contracts, one-year deals, short-term contracts, other than Bobby O'Karake, but then you've also brought in McCain and Paris Campbell. How do you plug these guys into the system that you've already built to be able to take that giant leap? I think those are the question marks. You can get into all the X's and O's. They can add another cornerback, bring in a receiver to go with Sterling Shepard and Isaiah Hodgins. But now that you have these guys from a philosophy standpoint, how do you get this young football team to buy in in year two that, hey, I know we had a little bit of success, mm -hmm. but we didn't do anything. Dable talked about it. The playoff game they played Philly. He said, we got whooped. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we can talk about how much success we had and how we got better as a team but when it came down to it we weren't good enough to really make that run in the playoffs so if I'm a Giants fan I'm kind of nervous because it's just like all right we've been bad for a long time we had some mm -hmm. success where do we go from here we can't just assume that is going to happen listen there's there's talent on the football field and I want to get my point across where Kyle gets to go but then there's also understanding what the fans want to see with the people that are in the seats with the product they want to see on the field and having moved to New York City last summer having lived in Boston and Philadelphia like mm -hmm. I find watching 
specifically the Giants and the Jets operate in New York is really interesting. And the way Sauce Gardner has taken on for the Jets and the way New Yorkers seem to love his personality mm-hmm. and how he has embodied what football fans in New York want to see, I'd love to see that type of personality defensively for the Giants. Mm. And I don't know what that looks like in terms of drafting a young cornerback that has the guts and the talent to go out and mm-hmm. do the things that Sauce Gardner did, but also play as well as Sauce did as a defensive rookie of the year. But I think the Giants need to shore things up in the secondary. I think Wink Martindale runs obviously runs a tremendous defense. But, you know, you, you have a great – you've got a great offensive group within your division that if you are going to be able to lock things down and balance out what your offense is going to bring to the table, I think go out and get a young guy who, who really embodies what a guy who's going to play football in New York – is all about. And I think specifically you want to look at that cornerback position. What do you think about that, Sean? Yeah, I like it. I mean, look, Dory Jackson, basically, when he came back healthy last year, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, and, and when you look at what they did in Minnesota against Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. the first drive, Justin Jefferson had a couple catches. He had three catches for 46 yards after that first drive of the game. So basically, Dory Jackson locked him down. Let me ask you this question about the Giants as a, as a personality of a team within New York City. Do you think ever if the Jets become newsworthy headlines, like because that's where we're going if Aaron Rodgers arrives. When he arrives. When he mm. arrives. You think the Giants take that on like, well, damn, now we got to do some things that have uh, that people are talking about us. And like, is there an emotional competition that exists mm. when not only are the two teams getting better every year from a football perspective, but just from a coverage standpoint? Yeah, no, there's a competition, absolutely. Mm. Like, and I've heard from different people, like the the, the two owners, like they look, yeah. they're, they're like brothers. Like, they, hey, they're, they're, there's some rivalry there. Mm. But I think for the Giants, no. Like, and, and they've been down this road before, right? Yeah. The Tim Tebow fiasco when it was all about they, they flew him in on a private uh. jet for the press conference. Like, you know what? It was like, all right, hey, fine. You're focused on them. Like, look, we're just flying on the radar. We're doing our work. So yeah. they're fine with it. I don't think they're competing for page six yeah. in the New York Post by any means. But I think when you look at, look, it's better when both teams are doing well. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for yeah. New York City. It's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. And look, for the Jets, like I think as a Giant, as a former Giant, I root for the Jets. I want them to do well. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I would rather them talk about the on-the-field mm-hmm. play than what's going on off the field. I got one more question about Daniel Jones, if I may, to Sean. It felt like over the past couple of seasons, the Daniel Jones experience was, let's just get him to be good enough this season. Let's just put the Band-Aid over this one season, and we'll figure it out, and are we going to be better? Now that you've committed to him over a four- to five-year span with the money that you have had is there a different approach to make sure he is growing because now you know the time frame you're going to have him last year it was just his option and you essentially were just trying to win games is the approach different now with Daniel Jones no I don't think it's different at all and I think part of the reason why they just signed with that deal is because they know what kind of work ethic he has Mm. I was in the building two weeks after the season Mm -hmm. and guess there was like three players in there two of them were rehabbing and one was Daniel Jones working out like The dude's extra, and he does all the extra stuff. And there's no way the Giants give him that contract if he isn't that guy, if he isn't that dude. He's him. He is him. Wasn't Wasn't he in the building for the whole bye week, too? Yeah, I mean, the guys, look, the, the guy has proven to them that, like, he has the, the mental toughness. He's got the ability to lock in and just say, you know what? It's not about just, you know, putting in the work during the season. Like, he is all in on being a franchise quarterback, yeah. whatever that entails, whatever that takes. And I think that's part of the reason why well, they signed him. And I love produces. that you started out with offensive linemen. You get two big guards in there to sandwich Daniel Jones and keep and him in the yeah. middle. We need it's a just center. amazing. Yeah. need a center, keep too. Yeah. Let those up. guys sandwich yeah, maybe Daniel Maybe Jim Harbaugh can teach him how to snap. 
tomorrow is in fact April 1st. Look year of our Lord, 2023, which means it's April Fool's Day, which means famously George Clooney loves to pull pranks year round. Well, the rest of us just do it on one day and we try to mess with our friends. So that's what we're gonna do right now. We're gonna oh. try to mess with our friends in a new segment called April Fools or April Facts. Here is how it's gonna work. Guys, I'm gonna tell you a wild, wacky NFL fact, and you're gonna guess whether it's an April fact, which mm -hmm. means I actually am telling the truth, or April Fools, and I just made up some nonsense and I totally hooked you guys. That's all it is. Just say April facts, April Fools. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Yes, let's, let's go. go. Sean O'Hara, Jason McCord, and the great Jamie Erdahl. Here we go. April Fools or April facts? There have been four players throughout NFL history named John who were drafted with the first overall pick in the NFL draft. Oh there have been gosh. four gentlemen named John or Johnny as the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. April fact or April Fool, Jason McCourty? Oh, that's definitely April fact. There's been so many Johns. Uh, it's such a common name. I can name them all, but we don't have enough time right that's now. That's right. You know, yeah. you, wow. you don't want to get into it's them right now. definitely a fact. What a skill. John, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of John Elway, but I, I'm going to say April Fools. You think April Fools? Yeah. Okay. Four Johns. One thing, I know you told me to stop doing this, but I will not, that you try to throw me with your John or Johnny thinking that all of a sudden there could be more. So... I do not believe you. I'm gonna go April Fools as well. Yeah. Does Jim count for this too? Like, it's not, not John, not not that. Jack? Jim is from James. Right. Okay. Jackson. Why would it count? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, the answer is April Fools. <laughs> April Fools. It is not true. Only two players have that. been named John. Uh, John Elway, of course, and John Matuzak, who you know as Sloth from the Goonies film. That is a real thing. But look at this. We got Bill and Billy way up atop at number four. Tom and Tommy, obviously not including Tom Brady. Then we got George's, Steve, Sam's, Frank's. Let's just say a lot of these are from yesteryear. Sure. Uh, Bill Dudley, 1942. Bill Wade, 1952. Billy Cannon, Billy Sims. And then you get into the Tom. So guys, not even close. Way down here at two. This is our official scorekeeper we borrowed from Foot Locker at the mall. All right, guys, <laughs> listen up. A member of the U.S. Supreme Court a former commissioner of the U.S. Rugby League, and a movie star have all won the NFL's rushing title. All three of those titles. Is that an April fact or an April fool? What was the second one? Supreme Court, commissioner of the Rugby League, and a movie star. Commissioner of the Rugby League. Yes. That one's got me. What do you think, uh, Sean? You uh, think that's real or you yeah, think that's I'm false? Going, I'm going fact. You think that's a fact? Yeah, I'm going okay. fact on that one. Jason that's McCordy? insane. That's April Fool's. No, absolutely not. Fools. Okay. I'm going with fools as well. It sounds like an amazing life, but I don't know if anyone's lived it it's yet. Like a Forrest Gump type yes. of life? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. The Rugby League commissioner, the Supreme Court, and the movie star, they all led the league in rushing. That is an April fact. Oh that is true. God. All right, here we go. Byron White led the NFL in rushing in 1940. Byron Wizard. Pittsburgh Pirates. Obviously, we know Jim Brown, who went on to play Fireball and the Running Man, according to many other things. Jim Taylor, 1962 rushing champ. He served as the commissioner of the now defunct United States Rugby League in wow. 1978. We have them all, guys. The uh, Supreme Court, Jim Brown, and of course, rugby. So, we also have a score. Those things did happen. Perfect progress. Yes, oh. Jamie Erdahl has won. Jason McCourty's got nothing. And Sean O'Hara on fuego with two points. Thank you. Cleared up a Appreciate one, you. too. Look good. Yeah. All right, guys. April Fool's or April Facts. The Jets have never beaten the Eagles in NFL history. April Fact or April Fool? April Fool's. I think the Jets think have beaten the Eagles at one point. Okay. I am going with... Fools as well. I, I think the Jets have done that. You think I'm, the I'm Jets have beaten the Eagles? Yeah. Okay, Sean, go with I, your gut. I, I feel fools here too. Okay. Yeah. It's April facts. 
The Jets oh, have never, never, ever beaten the Eagles. They are 0-12 in history. Uh, the most recent loss came in 2021 when they lost 33-18 to Gardner Minshew. Wow. And we got the old school stuff here. The Eagles have outscored the Jets 335 to 195 in those 12. They've just really? hammered them. Hammered them. And the Jets, I'm sorry, we saw recently that the Jets have the longest current playoff drought in all the four major sports. They also have never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles, which makes the score, yes, we're... The same, the same. The same? It was the same. Are you out of your... What is going on? Do do you know how to add by one? Come on, son. Come on. Two, zero, one. Let's move on. I can't believe that. That's unbelievable. I gotta get get on the board. Now, if Sean has two, if he gets this right, he's gonna have three. Um... Marvin Harrison, epic Hall of Fame wide receiver, he never played an NFL game without at least catching one pass. Is that an April fact or an April fool? Did Marvin Harrison have a perfect career, at least one catch in every single game? Jason McCourty? April fools, I don't think. There had an injury, something had to go wrong. I'm going April fools. Played a lot of football. Okay. I'm going to go facts on this one. I think Marvin, he knew his quarterback. He would go to him. If he didn't have the ball by halftime, <laughs> hey, you're going to throw me the football. And people listen to Marvin <laughs> yeah, when he yeah, talks. Huh? This feels like something we would have heard about a little bit more prominently by now and mm. if other people had accomplished sure. this. So mm. I'm going to go with fool as well. Okay. Please, I need this. I need one. Marvin Harrison uh, caught a pass in every single game. Is it April facts? April fool? Guys, it's April facts. Every single oh. game. 206 games that is regular and many playoff games. Marvin always got one. He always got at least one. That's crazy. That's pretty cool, cool, right? That's really cool. He never had that game where I just didn't get you a catch. He's fifth all-time reception. He's got over 1,100. This is old-school footage of Marvin. He ran all the way to Canton, Ohio. Shoulder pads. He never had one. Isn't that crazy? Like, he's just absolutely perfect. It's amazing. Can't say the ball. 206 games. 206 games. Marvin Harrison. All right. Three for Sean O'Hara, Jason's terrible, and Jamie's sitting on one. This is a fun one here, guys. You're like the Jets right now. All right, it's true. Saturday Night Live has had more hosts from Major League Baseball than from the NFL. Is that an April fact or April fool? What do you think? Sean. Mm, This is tough here. More baseball hosts of SNL or more NFL? I feel like NFL. I, I feel like NFL, Fools. more personality. Okay. I feel like baseball players, look, there's, a lot, there's been a lot of good ones, but I feel like the NFL, people are more, are more relatable to the football players. You think so? Players. I don't know why. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. No, I'm rolling, I'm rolling facts. I'm going with the baseball players, and I'm going to say they don't wear helmets. They're more recognizable, and for that reason, they're on SNL Good a little more. Okay. It's America's pastime, of course, MLB, more than the NFL, April facts. Okay, so all three say facts? No, you, you said fools. You said fools, fools, facts, fools. facts. Yeah. Uh, it's April Fools. Guys, football's had way more oh hosts. Oh, my goodness. Way more. Twelve NFL players have hosted SNL, the most any sport by far. Fran Tarkenton was the first. Look at Joe. Here we have Joe, and we have Billy, and, and Tina Turner's up there. That Karis. That was Walter. Um, Dion, Peyton, Eli, JJ, Travis Kelsey, the most recent. Oh oh. Look at Walter Payton. Oh, my gosh. He's doing a Michael Jackson one-glove Belushi there with, I think that's Fran Tarkenton, who was the first ever. That's Bill Murray in the background yes. oh, with a wow. mustache. Uh, Jeter famously hosted like the Dressed in Drag. It wasn't funny. All right. Did you, just Four, compl- did you just compliment the pictures that we had on the uh, It's amazing. I don't. We must have a, some sort of loophole there. 401, April Fool's or April no Facts. Ties. Marty Schottenheimer is name dropped in an Eminem song. Is that April Fact or April Fool? I can absolutely hear Eminem rapping Marty Schottenheimer. That's a fact. April what do you facts. think, Sean? You're just waiting for my answer, so you're going to. Sean! I'm going to go fact here, too. I think Marshall Mathers is not scared of Marty. 
April Fools. April Fools. And for the win. You guys, you guys think that it's yeah. not the rhyme. You think he's interested in Marty Schottenheimer I think content? sometimes you have to do what works within the lyric that you are trying to hit, all right? He name-dropped Marty Schottenheimer. That yeah! Is that yeah. is a fact. Yeah. The 1990 song, song Don't Just Don't Give a Bleep, she, Eminem raps. She, she didn't I'm buzzing, dirty she, dozen, she, she, naughty, she, she, rotten she, she, rhymer. Person oh, at your player's worse than Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, That's true. <laughs> Hold on, what kind of math are they doing in Minnesota? Jamie just no, thought she won. I told you. Did Jamie just celebrate? <laughs> she thought she won. Jamie. She lost by four points. Look at our official scorekeeper. Compliments of Foot Locker. No, don't look at Please him. don't break the clipboard. Six. No, I don't want to see smash it Points. He can hook you up with some socks, too. Want to throw in some socks? No, you good on socks? All right, good. 6-0-10, Sean O'Hara, you wanted a runaway. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility Dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Lombardi and I are going to introduce this segment and, and bring Will Selva into the party as well. You know the drill, 60 seconds on the clock. Here we tee off on hook and lateral. Kyle, for as much as you love to go first, you get to go first. Anthony Richardson wrapped up top four quarterback prospects pro days yesterday. Let's say C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, and AR form a four-piece band. What is their genre? And please, define each of their roles and personas. Well, there used to be a little something in this country called rock and roll. And I'm going to go uh, way old school. And I'm going to say this, this is an old-fashioned rock band. I think Bryce is your bassist. He is quiet and cool and just gets the job done and just keeps the rhythm and he's just nodding his head and everybody likes it. I think C.J. Stroud is your guitarist, uh, leader, creative, unafraid of the big spotlights, yeah. Ohio, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Anthony Richardson is your classic hard-hitting drummer back there, keeping the beat, just hitting the hell out of those cymbals, kind of in the mold of like a Danny Carey from Tool. And you know who the hell the lead singer is, Erdahl. Will Levis is the lead singer. Just ask him. He is going to be shirtless, kind of in the vein, Sean. If you pick me up here, of like a Glenn He's Danzig. Like holding the mic, like yes. flexing. He's doing yeah. a lot of that. There's like an early 90s sort of Pantera vibe to it. He's shirtless. Uh, he's, he's, he's really into the stage dives. He's the showman where he like holds the microphone out to the yeah. crowd. He's Water got all bottle kinds of thoughts. on his head. Water bottle, all that stuff. Yeah. Stage dives. I think he even does like the Bon Jovi, like flying over the crowd thing. Will Levis is here <laughs> for Will Levis. That's the rock band that 
cast the genre. I think we cast them absolutely perfectly. But I'm going okay. back to McCordy, huge rock and roll guy, McCordy, of course, former Patriot. Jay, Sante Samuel, who often has takes on Twitter. He had some thoughts. He decided to jump into the ring on the Lamar Jackson situation, and he had thoughts on Lamar potentially playing for Bill Belichick, came out and basically said, don't do it. Uh, in 60 seconds, though, Jay, counter this. Tell us why Lamar would be great on your former team with your former coach, Bill Belichick. Yeah, of course. I love Asante Samuel. Should be in the Hall of Fame, and that's probably where our grant stops. Lamar Jackson would love to have him on the New England Patriots, and he would love to be there. How Bill was back in the day, I have no idea, but they have created new CBAs to stop him from maybe over-practicing or doing some of those other things. Lamar Jackson, since he's coming to the league, all he's talked about is winning one of these. Mm. You know a coach that's been to 12 of them, nine of them as a head coach? That's mm -hmm. Bill Belichick. A coach that has been has won eight of them, six of them as a head coach? That's Bill Belichick. If there's a coach that knows how to use the talents that you have and put them out on the field to let you be the best version of yourself, it is Bill. Are you going to walk into the facility and he's going to say, hey, Lamar, how's the family doing? What's going on outside of football? Absolutely not. Doesn't care. He wants to figure out how the X's and O's and how you can be the best player you possibly can. And I think that's exactly what Lamar wants. So, Asante, I love you, but absolutely not. Lamar Jackson, if you want to join the Patriots, they would love to have you, and it'd be a great fit. Enough of that. Let's go out to our guy, Will Selva, on the West Coast. Earlier this week, Kyle said that Mike Tomlin and Todd Bowles should have their own Netflix detective show. I would definitely watch. Yeah. But, Will, I want you to give me the current coach or coaches you'd like to see streaming in a series. Who would it be? What would the show be called? Tell us all about it, Will. Well, Hollywood likes remakes, so I think that they would remake the movie The Rock and turn it into a series. Now, who would be the disillusioned Brigadier General Francis Hummel? And I think it has to be somebody that commands presence, is follically challenged, and Travis Kelsey actually recognizes that would be Robert Sala, where are my guidance chips? Okay, so somebody has to play Stanley Goodspeed, so it has to be somebody who's smart, biochemist, they have an uneventful life, they drive a car, a beige one, they work in a little glass jar. That person would have to be Mike McDaniel, in my opinion. Can you picture him right there saying, so do you like that El Jod Sog, the Rocket Man? Well, you're the Rocket Man. So he would be Stanley Goodspeed. And then, obviously, you need somebody to play Mason. It's not going to be a coach, but you do need a former James Bond, a former agent, a former prisoner at the Rock. And it has to be Daniel Craig, somebody that could say, losers always whine. That's what you always have to have. So I think it's going to be Daniel Craig, job, Robert Will. Sala, and Mike McDaniel in the remake of The Rock. All right, John. <laughs> take pleasure in you, boy. <laughs> well done. I knew you would know. You got all the quotes there, my friend. Uh, so as you know, Shawnee, WrestleMania is happening this weekend. So name me yeah. a current offensive lineman that you would like to have as your tag team partner. What would your names be, and how would you conquer the squared circle? Yeah, well, I love where you're going with this one right here. And actually, on this show, I think it was last summer, we did a wrestling kind of skit, and I was the Jack Hammer. Yeah, I remember. I, I kind of came up with my own little character, named after my son. His name is Jack. So I would be the Jack Hammer. My tag team partner, I'm going with the big boy here. Give me Jordan Mylotta. Oh, I, want, yeah. I want the behemoth, the 6'8", <laughs> 380-pound guy coming out like Nash or, you know, looking like The Undertaker. He's so big, he steps over the top ropes. That's when you know you're That's on another That's how it level. separates the yeah, big guys yeah. from the 
little. Yeah, the little guys go, go in between the ropes. <laughs> the big guys step right up over the That's rope. That's great. They don't even have to pull it down. So I want Jordan Mailata, and I want to see him coming off the top rope. Look, this guy is big, but he's athletic. Yeah. So his finishing move, I think, would be the Australian Punisher. <laughs> and he comes off the top ropes, and he flattens the guy right in the center uh, of the ring. And then I come in there, and we high-five, and then we're rocking and rolling. It's been a while. Cactus Jack, I think, was the last Australian representative, right. truly. I mean, there's a lot of Australian wrestlers, but he was the one who was doing the character. Yeah. A lot of amazing. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. So, like I don't it. know, Jack Hammer, Jordan, we'll, we'll figure out. I'm into it. I mean, I'm into it. And I can get creative. All right, yes. listen. Jamie, here we go. In March Madness, look, I, I know you've been busy. You've been down there uh, covering a lot of that stuff. It has been wild. Mm -hmm. No number one seeds. No two seeds. No three seeds. It's been maddening. It's been crazy. Kind of reminds me of the Lamar Jackson situation. Yeah. Very maddening, very crazy. What is the craziest <laughs> situation that could play out? Lamar Jackson was tweeting photos of himself holding one of these Photoshop pictures because he wants one so badly. You gotta have good team chemistry to mm. win a Lombardi. You gotta like where you are. You gotta like going to work every day. I officially decided that the craziest ending to the Lamar Jackson scenario is if he goes back to the Baltimore Ravens. The craziest. The craziest. Do you know what? That walk back into the building, you could probably hear a pin drop in Owings Mills, Maryland when he opens that door and it's like I cannot imagine what the what it must be like for him to now talk to a new offensive coordinator. Now Todd Munkin is there. How is he changing the scheme? What did you even want me here? Do I want you here? He's gotta go up and shake John Harbaugh's hand. And it might be good for a week, two weeks, but I'm talking it's October and this team is three and four and they're answering questions about each each other every day and we have to start reflecting back on how we even got here in the first place this has been 18 months at least Oof. of emotional turmoil that would be Damn. the craziest thing thank you so much i'll take this oh you're taking it back of course oh. yep yeah. it's my job all right i told you it's my job also when you talk and i hold it like this it just looks like a talking lombardi all right here we go uh time for a speed go. round we're each gonna have 20 <laughs> seconds on the clock to answer the same question here it is jason's brother devin mccordy one of four boston area sports legends threw out the first pitch yesterday at fenway Three of them were legendary. One of them did barely made the ball across the plate. And you know who we're talking about. Devin McCourty, I think, one hopped it in. I mean, that's David Ortiz. That's Sean Thornton. That's, uh, who was there for the Celtics? Dev? I don't even know. A legend. The point is Dev one hopped oh. in. Come on, Dev. Kyle, you're up first. What sporting that. event, because that was probably a great moment for Dev, what sporting event do you most want to be a part of? I want to throw out the first pitch at Fenway Park, and I could have 15 beers and do it left-handed <laughs> and do it better than Devin McCourty just did. What the hell was that? How is that yeah. good of an athlete, that bad of a thrower? Yeah, it was awful. It almost looked like 50 Cent throwing a left-handed. He made 50 Cent look like Tom Seaver. Yeah. Like that, that was an incredible, incredible thing. <laughs> Jason, speak on it. Oh, she said one hop. I think it might have took two hops to get to the home plate. I think we all want to go out there and just prove that he was awful. I FaceTimed him right after. His reaction was, oh, I had shoulder surgery this offseason. Well, maybe don't go out there and throw the first pitch. If it was up to me, I'm going out there for the NBA Finals, and at halftime, I'm taking a half-court shot to win a ton of money. And once I yeah. win that money, I love you guys, but I'm not coming into work. Will, what do you have? No, I love the fact that Devin gave infield practice to the Red Sox before the game. That's fantastic. Mm. I would want to do the <laughs> Kentucky good. Derby, everybody. I can only imagine just being on that thoroughbred, speeding around the track. You go by the infield, which, of course, is like MTV Spring Break. Then you go around the turn. You see Millionaire's Row, the Twin Spires. Nothing like the Kentucky Derby. 
Yeah, I, I kind of go along with Will. The infield, I think it's the Indy 500. Uh, the, the, there's like a, a huge party with NASCAR. I think that would be pretty cool, and I, I hear it's pretty loud as well. But, yeah, give me a keg of beer, Will, and I'm with you on that one. So give me, the, give me the Indy 500 or uh, give me some NASCAR. i got to cut the sleeves the off. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That won't be a problem for you. Preakness is like Murdoch's. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I had two that I really could not decide upon, mm. but I, then I realized that one was something that Kyle Brandt already did, which makes it feel less elusive, which mm -hmm. I really wanted to announce a draft pick from my hometown Minnesota Vikings. But you know what? Instead, I would rather be on a float of a Vikings Super Bowl parade because that's a sporting event in and of itself, right? So there is a Lombardi involved. I get to go back home and celebrate. And that means... in Minneapolis. Yeah, no. Do you think it matters when you're deleting beers? No, it does not. Coming up on Good Morning Football, if your team's in the market for a running back, you might want to check out one of our next guests, UCLA's Zach Charbonnet. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Next Gen Chats, we bring in all the prospects. They're the next generation. We chat with them. Our next guest started his college career in Ann Arbor, and it ended in Hollywood. Guys, please welcome UCLA running back Zach Charbonnet. What's up, Zach? Hey, what's up? Let's go, baby. Hey, how you guys doing? Awesome. Great. I can see you're just hanging around. We love that. That's what we do here, and that's what you do yeah. on the field. You dominate. 1,000 yards, double-digit touchdowns each of your last two seasons, productive as hell. It's all about that best fit in the NFL. You're hearing this now. How would you describe your running style? When you get the ball, how are you running it? Yeah, um, you know, something I always focus on, especially when I'm running the ball, is just being physical and being a downhill one-cut back. Um, you know, I think that's going to translate well at the next level, too. Um, you know I mean? You don't see as many home run hits, and, you know, I'm going to turn for those extra yards, too, especially at the next level. So that's how I see myself. Hey, damn right. Downhill, one cut, 6-1. You're a beast out there, but you're also a beast in the weight room. During your freshman year at Michigan, coaches labeled you the weight room stalker. I want to know what is your go-to in the weight room and what the numbers are that you're putting up, and how do you feel that contributes to your game? Yeah, um, just going throughout my career, especially throughout college, um, um, something I've always um, prided myself on is just going to the weight room, um, being the strongest, most physical um, that I can be, especially – 
going out onto the field. Um, you know, I don't do a lot of heavy weight, but, you know, I do a lot of high reps, a lot of hypertrophy work. That's something mm-hmm. I've done since high school, too. So that's something I focus a lot on, too, and a lot of balance and stuff like that. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned high school, Oaks Christian okay. High School in California, where you went and you learned how to do all those pull-ups and push-ups. You had a teammate doing them right alongside of you, Giants linebacker Kayvon Thibodeau. Talk about an all-name team, Thibodeau, Charbonnet. I feel like some burgundies coming next. Have you gotten any advice from Kayvon on what the draft is going to be like and what the NFL is like? Yeah, um, it's funny you say that. You know, he actually reached out last week. You know, he said it's just going to be the best time of your life and, and just enjoy the process. Um, you know, so that's something, that's something I'm going in the process with. You know, I'm enjoying every second of it. Um, you know, I'm just excited to go to the next level, too, and continue to play on Sundays. Zach, clear something up for me. We, we had Jawal Williams on the show last a couple weeks ago from the Lions, and now he's with the Saints. Big anime fan, Jamal Williams is. Now we hear that Zach Charbonnet is also a big anime fan. What's up with the running backs in anime? What, what's, what draws you to such a genre? Yeah, um... To be honest, there's a lot of people in my high school that watch it too, um, especially on my football team. And, you know, I've just carried it on ever since. Honestly, I've seen like every single anime, to be honest. Um, that's something I watch a lot of too. So that's something I continue to watch on Crunchyroll. That's the app I use. But yeah, I mean, it really all just started in high school and I've just been going with it ever since. Sweet. It's animated. It's also the way that you run. It, it, I have to say, we've done a, a lot of these interviews. We've never seen a chair quite like that. I'm, I'm into it. We like the backgrounds. And Charbonnet, oh, yeah. you right now have the number one background, both <laughs> in your upbringing and your actual camera shot, dude. It's awesome to meet you. Yeah, I appreciate it. See you on Sundays, my man. Love it. Cool. Well, cool. Ready? Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Um, thank you, guys. Have a good one. See you guys. Have a good weekend. Peter's back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 